the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friend, every storm has an eye in it where there's a place of peace, a calm. And we can retreat into that eye of the storm and be in peace and in calm and see the storm whirling all around us while we're there in that place of safety. The Lord Jesus is with us to bless us, to help us, to take us and to care for us. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus tells us, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In today's Healing Word message titled, Weathering the Storm, Pastor Jack Morris dives into the promise found in God's Word that can let every believer know that although there will be storms in life, God promises to go through them with us and works all things together for good. Let's join the congregation at the Largo Community Church and discover these wonderful truths from God's Word. Let's take our Bibles near our heart and pray that the Holy Spirit will open our mind and heart to hear and see. Now, there's something here for each of us today. But I can assure you that not each of us is going to get it. But if we're in tune, if we pray this prayer, from the sincerity of our heart, asking God to open our eyes, open our ears, give our attention, undivided. Something from his word is going to come. It's going to enter into us, strengthening us, giving us perseverance, drawing us to him in faith. We're going to walk out of here stronger than we came in. We're going out there and face the storms, and we're going to be victorious because of his word that is a strength, a foundation, a hope, an assurance. His word. His word. We have a foundation. You have one in your hand? Do you have that foundation in your hand right now? All right. We're going to bow before the Lord and hold it near your heart. God's going to move. The Holy Spirit has something to say. This is the word of our Savior. Dear Father God... Open my heart, my ears, my mind. Let me hear and receive your word. Make your word my strength in the areas of my life where I am weak. Make your word my assurance where I am insecure. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the portion that you're giving to me today. In Jesus' name, amen. I just couldn't resist titling the sermon what I titled it, Weathering the Storm. You know, Jesus said this. Listen to what Jesus said. 
This is what Jesus said. Listen, if you're ever going to give attention to anybody, give attention to what Jesus is saying, right? We can ignore everybody else, but not Jesus. He says, in the world, you will have trouble. Hey, does that shock you? (laughs) I didn't know that was going to happen. Well, you do now. Jesus says in John 16, 33, in the world, you will have trouble. That means trials, distress, persecution, frustration. But now he's still talking. Jesus said, be of good cheer. How can I be of good cheer when I'm having troubles, trials, persecutions, frustrations? How can I be happy in a situation like that? All right. He gives the answer. He says, be of good cheer, which means take courage. Be confident, be undaunted. I would like to be like that. You tell me to be like that. Please now, Lord Jesus, tell me how to do that. This is what he says. I have deprived the storm, the trial, the trouble. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. You don't have to fight to conquer it. I've already done it for you. You just take the victory. I'm going to pin the Medal of Honor on you, as I said a few weeks ago. Storms come, just like they came last week. Wasn't that something? An earthquake and a storm all in one week? Wow, when it comes, it comes in bunches. made up for lost time. I can't ever remember having an earthquake in this part of the country. And yet there's a fault line through uh, this, this part of the world, part of the, our, our country. Uh, I'm sure we must have had earthquakes before, and you may be able to remember some, but I can't remember. But the weather agency warned us that Irene was coming. We got the warning. The storm is coming. While we looked at the TV screen, the uh, meteorologist uh, showed us the map. There was that whirling storm Showed us the eye of the storm. It's coming. By the way, there's another one coming. His, his name is Lee. It's down in the Gulf. It's, it's expected to hit New Orleans any time and, and then start its way up the coast. They always like to get to us after a while, don't they? they, they here, here they come. But Irene is coming. And they began tracking it, the meteorologists. Uh, they began tracking the storm, telling us the, the velocity, how fast it's moving, uh, where it's expected to hit. Uh, landfall, uh, what time, what day. They keep telling us, they keep telling us. And these storms seem to have a mind of their own because even the meteorologists, the people, the weather agency people can't seem to tell us for sure exactly where it's going and what it plans on doing. And they begin tracking it and people begin batting down the hatches and boarding up the windows and running for the storm cellar and crouching down with their family, yeah, their arms around their loved ones. Now, we, did, we really didn't get hit very hard here in comparison to some places. And uh, up the coast is where they really got it. And I'm just going to show you just a few pictures. You've already seen them maybe, but here they come now. We're going to go through them very quickly. Each, each picture is going to be about two seconds. See, see what we missed. See what they got. There it is.
Like I said a few weeks ago, if we threw all of our problems into a pile and we saw everybody else's problem, we'd reach in and grab ours back real quick. <laughs> Storms are coming. It's, it's, it's good common sense to listen and to heed the storm, right? And to heed the warning and to be prepared when the storm comes. Those islands and those uh, outer bank areas of North Carolina... Karina and I, for just a short time, pastored a church in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. And we would go down to the Outer Banks, and the pastors would meet us, and we'd preach in their churches, and we enjoyed being with them. There's one church in Avon, one church building. It has a huge, great big chain over the roof and pinned down on each side, so that when the storm hits, the, the building will stay there. <laughs> one of the pastors down there, the storm, one of the storms hit, the water came in Avon, North Carolina, lifted up his house, two-story beautiful house, floated it down the street onto somebody else's property and set it down. And it looked so nice there, he went down and bought the property <laughs> and built a... And I, I, I've been in that house. Uh, storms come and they do some damages, but in his case, it, it turned out pretty nice. <laughs> Earthquakes come too. Now... One of the, there's a lot of difference between an earthquake and a storm, but an earthquake comes so quickly. You remember where you were when the earthquake came? You remember where you were? Isn't it, isn't it interesting? We can name the storm Irene, but we can't name the earthquake. <laughs> it, it happens to so quickly. There's a pastor right over here in Lansdowne. About every day, he comes out and prays uh, at one of these kneelers. He'll kneel down. His office is, is right off to the side. And he'll come out about 1.30 or 1 o'clock, 1 or 1.30, and he'll kneel down and he'll pray. And uh, I guess he was feeling uh, that, that he wanted something special, supernatural, spiritual to happen in his church. And uh, he, he was praying and he said, dear God, shake this place. And he said, just about then the earthquake hit. <laughs> He's a very short fellow, but very much overweight. And he fell over on his side, and he couldn't get up. And so he crawled on his hands and knees back into his office, turning the television on to find out what was going on. So he, his place really, indeed, got a shaking. Well, that wasn't the kind of shaking he was asking for, but sometimes we get some shakings that we don't ask for, too. We don't even see them coming. It's like the earthquake. Sometimes we can anticipate and see it happening, see it coming up the road, seeing it uh, coming up the coast, our coast. Uh, but sometimes the, it just hits us unexpectedly. No one ever expected such a thing to happen. And, oh, if we could just go over and, and suck those words back and, and change. But we can't change history. Not even God goes back and rewrites the history books. History is history. What we do, we love, forgive, go forward in the Lord. God helps us. He does great and mighty things for us who cannot do great and mighty things for ourselves. He's our God. He's our Father. He is Abba Father. We're His children, and He loves us, and He takes good care of us. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. Are you a Christian single in need of direction or encouragement as you face life's challenges alone? 
The Largo Community Church and the Healing Word Ministries are hosting a one-day workshop on Saturday, March 14th, starting at 9 a.m. that is designed for you. Join Dr. Clarence Schuler, who has conducted marriage and single seminars for over 35 years as he leads this fun and informative one-day event dealing with topics that include healing a broken heart, I've been lonely for too long, friendship, dating, and marriage, and many more. It's simple to register. Just go to LargoCC.org. Again, that address is LargoCC.org. Or you can call the Largo Community Church office at 301-249-2255. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. In Genesis chapter 8 and 9, Noah experienced a flood. A flood like the world had never experienced and never experienced since that time. God told Noah, gave him a warning, there's a flood coming, get ready. God said that he was absolutely repentant that he had even made mankind. When God is sorry, that's being sorrowful. But God says, nobody loves me, nobody serves me, and every inclination of man's heart is sinful. That's all man can do is to think of sin, to think of wickedness, to think of corruption. His mind is filled with it. And God said, I'm just sorry I ever made man. How did man ever go so far? God said, I'm just going to wipe them off the face of the earth. But he found a man named Noah, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And God told Noah, I'm going to save you. You know, God knows each of us. God sees into each heart. He knows exactly who you are, where you are, what's going on. Nothing misses his gaze. He's looking right now into our hearts to bless us, to help us. And he looked into Noah's heart and he was going to help Noah. And indeed, he did help Noah. He told him to build an ark. And for over a hundred years, you still with me? People were warned. Do you know in the Washington Post just the other day, just this past week, there's an article in there, what to do, how to survive after the rapture takes place? (laughs) Why not get ready and go in the rapture? But there's some people, they're absolutely, they're not going to go. They're not going to serve God. But it was there. Even the unsaved are talking about the rapture going to take place and how to prepare for it. Not prepare spiritually to go in it, but to prepare how to live and exist after it's over. Now that's human reasoning, isn't it? (laughs) Some people rather drown than to get on the boat. (laughs) And that's how it was in Noah's day. Noah warned the people, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And... He built that big boat in his backyard. I suppose it was his backyard. I imagine people walked by and laughed at him. This is not going to happen. We're going to eat, drink, and be merry, and we're going to have a ball because that's what life is made for. It's made for having fun and for entertainment and for pleasure and for me. It's made for me. And so everybody is focusing their attention on me, on self. And, uh, but Noah kept building. You know, the faithful... And he was faithful to that warning, Noah was. And he kept building that ark. Now, again, be prepared. Irene is coming. 
sometimes no warning, an earthquake. But the preparation is a solid relationship with God. A solid relationship with God. And when that storm hits, and it will hit, and some of you right now, dear brothers and sisters, I've been praying for you. I've gotten your emails. I I know some of the trial, the difficulty, the persecution, the hardship, the family situations that you're going through. And the church is praying for you. But a close relationship with God is an absolute essential to weather that storm. The pastor friend of mine, amen. A pastor friend of mine said that a young couple, they would come and go in his congregation. When it was convenient, they were there. When it wasn't, but once or twice a month, they were showing up. I suppose it was that way. And... uh, once or twice a month, they, they weren't, and they were out doing their thing. They had a beautiful little baby. They, oh, they loved the baby. They, the baby was growing and several months old. Then the, something mysteriously happened. The baby took sick. They rushed it to the hospital. The baby died. The pastor heard about it, went down to the hospital, and when he walked in the, down the hallway, the young man, the father, rushed out of the room, saw the pastor coming, and grabbed the pastor by his suit lapels and grabbed him. Not in an angry way, but he was just so broken. And he began to cry and sob. And he said this to the pastor. Pastor, we never expected anything like this. Friend, that's the storm. It's coming whether you expect it or not. But we need to be enlightened as Christians. And Jesus is trying to enlighten us that he's going to take care of us and take us through the storm. We're not going to drown under the persecution, the trial, the difficulty. It's not going to smother the spiritual life out of us. We're going to make it. These unexpected storms. I remember when I was at New York University pastoring a church in Baltimore. It was almost completed my master's degree. I was going to go up in the summertime and and finish it off. I think I had three, maybe six more credits. And uh, my wife and two children stayed in Baltimore at the church. I could come back on the weekend very quickly. I I went up. I was there two nights. Two nights. I was expecting. But what, what you expect is not always what you get. The second night I was there, only went to class one day, got a call from Corinne, come home. Come home. There's been a terrible accident. Tell me about it. I couldn't wait. Your sister and brother-in-law have been killed. Grace, 26. Jimmy, 29. Been killed. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a master's degree. I was expecting a master's degree. Things happen when you don't expect it. Who knows what a day is going to bring forth? God is warning us, stay close to me. Stay close to me. Let me crouch down, hunker down with you, put my arms around you, hold you tight. The storm is coming. The storm is coming. And when the storm comes, we have Jesus. But more importantly than that, he's got us. Amen. (laughs) One morning we got up for breakfast, Red and I, and... uh, we had the breakfast food on the table, and she had a terrible fall in the kitchen, blood in the brain. The doctor medevaxed her to PG Hospital. 
walked out and told me, if the blood doesn't stop, Mr. Morrison, we may lose your wife. You may lose your wife. Was I expecting that? Of course not. I was expecting to have breakfast. <laughs> Things happened. Storms. Oh, I could mention others. You could tell me yours. But storms, crises, the death of a loved one or a family member, a family member is diagnosed with cancer or a heart condition. Now, it says in James 1, 2, we read it a moment ago, consider it pure joy. King James says, count it all joy. Now, this is the proper attitude that a Christian should have when the storm comes, when the difficulty, the pain, the abuse, the difficulty. Whenever it comes, here is the proper attitude. We should count it all joy. Now, how do we do that? How do we count something to be joyous? And why would we think it's going to be joyous? Well, it's going to be joyous because God says it's going to be joyous. He says this. God says, because you know that the testing of your faith, your faith, your faith, my faith, every Christian's faith is going to be tested. Testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance will develop maturity. Perseverance will follow maturity. There will follow completeness. And then you will not lack anything. Step one, step two, step three, step four. But most of us maybe get through step one or step two. But we never quite get, some of us, to the place where we're in complete trust and complete union with the Lord. Now, when that storm comes, now's the time. You've heard me say sermons you know, it's all in our head, it's all in intellect, it has to get in our heart. Here's the time, listen to me carefully now, here's the time where it's got to get in your intellect, not your heart, but in your intellect. Because your heart is burdened, your heart is broken, your heart is crying, your heart cannot feel joy at that d- difficult time. So here's why God has given you and me a brain, so that we, our brain will click in and we will say, God has given me a promise. God has put a rainbow in my sky. What's happening? My brain is working. My brain is remembering. My brain now is focusing on what God is focusing on. And that's the promise that God made to me. That's the rainbow. God's looking at it. I'm looking at it. So now my brain is telling me, look at the rainbow. Read the rainbow. Believe the rainbow. Even though you do not feel the results of the rainbow, you've got to set your mind and your affections on that promise in the sky that God has put there. Amen. We will then grow in the knowledge of God. We will then grow and develop in the Lord. Friend, you and I only grow in difficult times, spiritually speaking. We do not grow in the Lord when we're pampered and everything is going smoothly. We do not grow in the Lord. We grow in the Lord. We have those growing pains when the difficulties come. That's when we grow in the Lord. Isn't that what he just said? Isn't that what I just read? Perseverance, uh, maturity, completeness, and lacking in nothing when the testing of your faith comes. That's when it happens. So what is happening? God is drawing you closer to him. God cares for you. He loves you. He wants you to grow up in him. He's helping you to grow up in him. Even he's helping you during the storm, when the storm comes. We can weather the storm when we think, when we believe, when we focus our mind and our attention 
And then after that will come the feeling of joy after we have believed in the Lord. Maintaining an attitude of joy and thankfulness through life's harshest trials and storms is at odds with what we see all around us and maybe what you feel inside. But God's ways are not our ways, and He sees things differently than we do. We abide in Him and seek His strength. He will not only be with us through the harshest storms, but our faith and joy will grow as we emerge from the dark clouds of life. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.